Recorded live.
your host, Mr. Boston. All right, y'all know what time it is. Y'all know it's time for the Full Purpose Pen Show. You know, we here tonight to do our thing. I think that my host is going to, I mean, you know, I think that my guest is going to be late tonight. But if she's in the building already, please press star eight. If you're in the building, okay, now I see her. Okay. Illinois, is this my guest? This is. Oh, my goodness. Well, 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 that's the powerhouse in the building, y'all. Oh, <laughs> we. I'm so loving it. I'm so loving it. I'm so loving it. But anyway, welcome again to the DSR Full Purpose Pen with your host, none other than me, a.k.a. Mr. Boston Pencil and Eek. And I don't know if my my co-host is in the building, Lady Scorpion. But anyway, with all that being said, welcome everyone to tonight's show. We have a very prolific, nationally acclaimed spoken word artist and community active in the building with us. But before <laughs> I introduce you to her, you know Mr. Boston always got some words of wisdom to send out to y'all. And this is that point in the show that we do this. So with that being said, let me say this to each and every one of you. The human institution of the grounds of our common individual The human institution are the grounds of our common and individual achievement. Enriching us and providing us with the legacy which was never quite intended for us and yet never totally rejected by us, even when we refuse it. The human legacy is never fully ours until we learn to alter it through our own invention, our personal style. Human vision and experience accumulates only in the cycle of social relations, which enlarges and deepens the sense of our sentiment, deeds, and works through the symbosis of solidarity and personality. Human action is essentially the unfolding of a cultural space and its historical dimension, so that in a strict sense, we never accomplish anything except as a collective and historical project. Again, welcome to DSR Presents Full Purpose Pins. And before I introduce my guest, we are going to go to a music break so she can breathe deep and get ready for what is about to transpire in the DSR all day building. DJ King, can we have that piece of music? 
ladies and gentlemen. We are back in the DSR building. We are on stage, and the mic is front and center. Let me introduce you to Kendra K. Love Harris, the nationally acclaimed spoken word artist based out of Chicago, Illinois. Because of her most powerful delivery and message on empowerment, she has performed for Angela Davis, the family of Chairman Fred Hampton, and has shared the stage with many HBO death poets such as Emory Reld, Green, and Black Ice and Georgia Me. But first and foremost, K-Love is known throughout Chicago as the mother of the South Side. In 2008, she co-founded Lyric, Let Your Rhymes Inspire Creativity, a high school workshop that taught empowerment through poetry, music, song, and dance. What she didn't expect was kids following her literally out of the school after the workshop was over. It was then she noticed the void lyrics filled in the lives of the youth. So Kayla quit her job and began doing lyrics full time with her partner, hip hop artist Phenom. Ladies and gentlemen, with much further ado, welcome. DSR building. Kate Love, you in the building. Peace, I'm in the building. How you doing, sweetie? I'm doing so good. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It is no problem. You know, we we had to bring you here because I, I brought you here because I saw a video with you talking about that skin and that video imbued me so I had to reach out to you and bring you to the DSR show. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Because I personally felt that the world needed to hear you. The world needed to hear what you were saying. The world needed to hear the message that you was preaching. And without further ado, I was going to give you a full 30 minutes to do your thing, but you have a pressing issue that you need to take care of. So with that being said, I want you to do that piece, that skin piece, that Peace. Can you do that for us? Yep, I can do that. Can you please do that, please? I can. So the name of the piece is called Million Dollar Melanin, and it is on my YouTube channel, which is K-Love Poetry, and it goes like this. My skin is rich. I got that, I got that million dollar melanin. I'm talking about the deep chocolate that the prophets be dreaming about selling in. Every element is elegant. It's effortless. No need for embellishment. I'm coated in a coat of coal, and my black hole be black gold. Black. Bold. 
No lighting on my photo. No, make it dark. Naked like tree bark. And yes, my bite is vicious, but please don't compare me to no bad bitches. I'm indigenous. El Kebalon, no Rebelon, no silly con in my tush. I'm cute with my cush. I'm the aftermath of the burning bush. You see me every time you close your eyes and make a wish. I'm that dark licorice. I mean that dark liquor mist, natural, no Remy, hair natural, no Remy or Yaki. Get happy when they call me nappy or blacky, because wearing nothing at all, I'll be the belle of the ball wherever I fall, where they steady hacking, they lacking. Self-confidence, dark and lovely. Nothing of me ugly. The sun loves me. My sons love me. I'm the same color of the streets they be hugging. I understand them and understand them both ways. I cause the dark age and I'm black power and so much more. And that's more spelled with two O's and no E. And if you know anything about me, you already know I put the hue in UEP. I was the inspiration for the activists, the blackest fist. Fuck what a pig meant. They ain't fucking with my pig meant. I'm the tenant type with the inner light. The Demma Daughter. True story. I wrote this poem for my great-grandmother who used to put bleach in her grandbaby's bathwater. She told my mother to scrub harder, thinking that the black would come off maybe, so hatred is crazy. They called my mama a tar baby. But I'm that star star baby. The morning star made me. Oshun made me well done. And well done again. Kudos to my kin for making sure I was proud of my skin tone. So I never got hung up on any Willie Lynch thin drone. You read wrong. I'm confident, headstrong. Nothing but love for my sisters. They call red bone. I'm just a black stallion. They be styling. And I be dressing like I own a thousand islands. They ask me what I do and who I do it for. I told them, true story. I do it for the woman that told my mother when she was 11 and she was too dark to rock the sterling silver earring she just got. See, my mother grew up Cajun in an age when, to be considered beautiful, she had to resemble a Caucasian crazy. How those conversations consecrated my mother's color complex, coded in their context, but somebody should have gave them contacts, because last I checked, every color goes with black. As a matter of fact, every now and again, I rock red lipstick. That's for the idiot that said it doesn't blend well with dark skin, but he gets lost in the heat of the evening. Every time he sees me wearing it at an even, he's heated and fiending for her she's kissing. He heard she kisses like strawberries covered in silhouettes. I'm securing my shadow. Nothing but teeth and eyes. I'm the tea kettle, the black widow, divorce and beauty European eyes. They asked me. They asked me who I am and what I do it for. I told them. True story. I wrote this poem for my little chocolate-covered mentee, a little girl that I mentor that's draped in the same rich skin as me, but for some reason she still feels empty. And that's when I told her, baby girl, your skin, that's your inheritance. You're wearing it. It's staring you in the mirror. But she was taught to fear her, taught that she was inferior. So, of course, this little dark-skinned girl wanted to be light. This little dark-skinned girl wanted to be light, and that's when I turned to when I told her, baby girl, light is exactly what you were made of. You're what's produced when shooting stars get together and make love. God made us black. That's all the colors of the spectrum. That's why I never disrespect them. That's why I stay checking this bag. I told you my skin is rich. I got that million-dollar melanin. I'm talking about the deep chocolate that the prophets be dreaming about selling in. Every element is elegant, it's effortless. No need for embellishment. I'm posted in the middle of the African flag with my African ass, and I'm so glad about being black.
<laughs> because that's what I do. Okay. Okay. All right. Tell me what you see five, ten years from now in terms of Black Lives Matters and what have we gained? Mm, ten years from now. Um, I kind of see cycles repeating. Um, I think that there's always a time. There's always been a time throughout history that there's an uprise um, and and people kind of put their foot down and and start um, making some statements, uh, whether it's using violence or um, just making some statements to to express their discomfort with the state of our people. Um, And then I think there's a dying down of that as well that happens. So there'll be a dying down of it, and then there'll be another shift, and it'll it'll continue to to go on. Um, I think it's crazy to believe that um, any of what's happening will ever stop completely. I, I just think that it's the, the nature of uh, the world that we live in. I think that sometimes it's being incubated, but I know that it's not ever going to stop. It's like um, there's always going to be people that fight for the cause um, as well. And so I think that it will be a, a repetitive cycle, you know, and it, it, and it comes a high point where, you know, it kind of seems like things are changing, and then it comes a low point, and then the high point comes back around, so it's just waiting on the high point to come back around. Okay, very good, very good. Another question for you. Do you see poetry as a skeleton architecture of our lives? Um, I don't know if I see it as a skeleton architecture of our lives, but I do see poetry as um as a way to to at least get the information out. Um, but I don't only see poetry as that. I see artistry in general, whether you're a singer, a rapper, or a poet. Um, I think that you know your art is supposed to be used to get the information out, and I think that when we start seeing artists do do that. Um, it helps to to rally the people. It helps to get us on one accord. I'm very proud of Janelle Monae for her latest work with um, creating the song centered around um, you know just some of the injustices that we've been struggling with. She has a song out called "Hell You Talking About," and where she's you know just encouraging people to say the names of the deceased that um you know died at the hands of the police, like Sandra Bland and many others. Okay, very good. Well, with that being said, do you see your function as a poet is to make revolution irresistible? Um, absolutely, or at least to remind people that um <laughs> that we still haven't experienced that. You know, point out what's still happening. A lot of times, you know, we can get caught up in fantasy slash reality TV and, and think that things have changed when they haven't. And so I think that it is mm-hmm. a poet's job to continue mm-hmm. to remind people that, you know, there's still work to be done. Okay. Okay, very good. Well, one more question to you, and then I'm going to bring in some callers and let them let the audience engage you. One more question. Okay. Tell me something. How is it that you make your work engage and to empower people 
to speak, to strengthen themselves into who they most want and need to be. I just I just speak from the heart. You know, I, I talk a lot about more than the struggle of our people as a whole. I just talk about the struggle of just being a human. Okay. You know, I, mean, I think we're all going through um, the same things. And I really, I really personally feel like you can't even be out here fighting the bigger revolution if you can't deal with the revolution um, that has not happened yet within yourself. And so I'm typically talking about... Um, I'm typically talking about the internal struggle. Okay. Okay. All right. So, with that, without further ado, I'm going to bring in a, a caller so the caller can talk to you. Okay. Northeast Texas, you are in the DSR building mm-hmm. with none other than Mr. Boston. And Kayla from Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Kayla. Peace. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. How about yourself? I'm super fantastic. What's up? Awesome. Awesome. I love that piece you just did. Thank you so much. I have a few questions for you. I'm just curious, do you sit and think through every word of every stanza that you do, or do you write freely, you know, allowing your words to flow? I think through every every stanza. You know, first I have to feel, um, and so a lot of times I'm waiting to to really, you know, properly assess what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And then um, I start to write. And while I'm writing, I'm always thinking of a better way to say what I say. So I do a lot of rewriting. Yeah, um, yeah. Again and again and again, um, just because I I want to make sure that I'm properly articulating what I'm trying to say. So throughout my pieces, I tend to say the same thing in a different way, a bunch right. of different things. Um, just because I know then another Part of that too is when I'm I'm saying my poetry for people. I know that people understand in different ways. So if you didn't get it this way, you you got a bunch of chances to get it by the time the poem is over. Right. Um, and so I am very specific. Every word is definitely handpicked to go there. It's not. I didn't just. I don't. I wouldn't just put a word there because it it sounded good. It has to be what I believe. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Cool. I was just really curious on that because that's where I am right now in my writing. Okay. Uh, I mean, I just go through it like a fine tooth comb over and over again before I even post it. You know, yeah. before I get where you know someone sees it, I've just it's like I I nitpick. Yeah. I nitpick I'm I'm definitely very specific. Yeah. Okay, well, hey, when did you first start writing? Um, I started writing in high school, um, maybe when I was about 15 or 16, and I, I at first was just doing it just to entertain my friends at lunchtime. Um, I didn't start taking it serious. I didn't, I got up and performed for the very first time in my life, um, February of 2003. Wow. And that was the first time I got up. I didn't even know I was being taken to an open mic, but someone took me to an open mic, and um, I decided to read something that I I had written. 
And um, even then, you know, for a few years, I just was doing it just as, a, you know, something new that I found out that I could do. Um, and then I'll say maybe about after doing it for about five, maybe four or five years, I started um, being paid to do it and producing some different um, wow. duplications, CDs and DVDs. People started asking for things like that and doing some bigger shows. Right. Well, were there were there any like specific incidents in your life that made you want to write? Oh yeah, usually bad relationships. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what I wrote about wasn't just that. You know, it wasn't like you know what he did to me. It was more so just about evolving as a woman and understanding yourself and yeah. bad or good decisions that you make. Um, right. And so, like I said, my poetry has always been about the self struggle more than anything. All right. All right. I feel you on that. I've got one more question for you. Okay. Who is your favorite writer? Hmm. Who is my favorite writer? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm less of a literary poet and more so, um, I'm more so inspired by, um, musical artist. Yes. Anything. So my top inspiration as far as um musical artist is Lauren Hill. Oh um, yeah. But in addition to her, you know, I'm I'm a fan of a lot of different people for different reasons. So Okay. All together, these are my, my musical influences. Um Lauren Hill, not and not in this specific order. I love Lauren Hill because I I um I love the versatility of her. I love the fact that she's she can rap, she can do poetry, she, she can sing, she can play an instrument. Um, and as an artist, especially in her later years, she's transparent. Indy um, Aubrey is on my list because um, she writes what I consider simple truth. It's not really heavy in metaphors or similes, but it's honest. And, if you know, she writes those things like, man, it's so simple, but it's so powerful and profound. Um, I'm a really big fan of Eminem. I think that um, lyrically, he's, he's definitely a, a genius with being able to put words together um, in a, a very crafty way. And I like lyrics. I like metaphors and similes, and, and that that inspires me. I like alliteration. Um, I'm a fan of Jay-Z's because I, um, I think I like his confidence and his delivery. Um, he makes things cool, um, so he has the ability to persuade you in that sort of way. Um, I'm a huge fan of Tupac for uh-huh. bringing passion to his writing. Um, he can make you feel like he, he feels. Um, and I'm a big fan of um, um, the last person on the list. I can't remember. But those are some of my... Um, some of my influences. And then outside of those people, I have people in my city that are just some of the the, the greatest people ever to pick up a pen, in my opinion, that right. I'm a fool. Um, so, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a list, a whole Chicago poetry scene outside <laughs> of all of the people that I mentioned. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, personally, I would have loved to sit down with Tupac and just pick his brains for a few hours. Yeah, and that's what I love about him too. Sub, you know, oh, that's the one I forgot was Nas. 
I like Nas for for subject matter. Uh, I like the conscious tone that he he brings about sometimes. You know, he, he goes back and forth, but I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, so, you know, a couple of people that I'm I'm inspired by. Okay. Alrighty. All right. Texas, I want you to stay on the line because our guest has a a pending pending, uh, uh, thing that she has to go to. So I'm just opening up the line so they get a chance to talk to the lady herself and hook up with her, connect with her, and look at the things that she's doing for the community and for our children. So just stay tuned. I'm going to set you back on the couch for a minute. All righty. Thank you. All right. New York, you are in the DSR building with Mr. Boston and Kendra Caleb Harris. Are you there? Hello? Hello? Hi, Kendra. I was just listening. Um, sounds like you have a lot going on. I didn't know he was going to open my mic. I wasn't ready to speak yet, but. Um, Is that you, Mama O? Yeah, that's me. I, my cool baby. How you my, doing, sweetie? Yeah, you told me to stop by today. And, um, as soon as yes, I, indeed, because you have a powerful piece that everybody yeah, needs to hear, but. We're gonna we going to just do the question and answering first. No, no, he, no. I was just telling you why I was late getting here is because my computer started configuring as soon as it was time for me to listen to her. So I have to catch her on the archive. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Very good. You okay. missed you missed the most powerful piece that I've well, heard. I didn't miss it because I got the archives to go back to. That's what I was trying to tell you. So I I couldn't really give her any feedback, but. I hear what she's saying now and how she's speaking. And the way she's speaking, it sounds like she got the bases covered and she knows what she's talking about. So I will get to hear it on the archives, unless she wants to do it again for me. <laughs> Thank you so right. much. Please look at the archives. Okay. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, Mama O, we're going to set you back down over there on the couch for a minute, and we're going to bring in Texas. Hello. Texas, are you in the building? Yo, what's going on, Mr. Boston? You know I had to come on through and tune into the show. What's going on? All Easy. right, man. You know, we got we got we got this lady in the house, man. She made me she had to make me go in the kitchen and go in the in the, in the shelf and get the hot water. But the bottom of <laughs> you hear me? She had to oh, make man. me get the house, man. I had to turn my air conditioner on, man, in my office. For real. You know what I'm saying? Hot, hot, hot. You know what I'm saying? You got questions for the lady in the building? Man, I don't even know what to say right now. Cause I was actually looking at, on on YouTube just a minute ago before I got unmuted. I was getting into the floor where she was spitting. I was just like, man, this is deep. Thank man, you so I much. Mean, it's, that's real. That is real right there. So, Thank hey. you so much. <laughs> That's all I got to say on that. Cause I had to listen. I had to listen to her for a little bit, and I, I hear you interview her and all that on the show. And I was like, let me go ahead and listen to her a little bit before, before they unmute uh, me. The moment mm-hmm. I heard the flow, I was like, 
don't have nothing to say because, man, it's just deep like that. Oh, man. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. she's the, hmm. she, she's it. You know what I'm saying? She is it. I'm gonna. I'm definitely going to make a special trip to Chicago to meet this lady in person. I mean, I got to meet her. I definitely got to meet her because she got to give me some pointers. You know what I'm saying? I can learn some stuff from her. You know. Thank y'all so much. You so well. I'm. You know. I'm. I'm. I'm already. I'm already trying to figure out how I'm going to get you back for two whole hours. <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll just have to set that up. We will. Yeah. Like right now, I'm just so ill prepared. My phone um is getting ready to die. Um, okay. Got so okay. many things going on, but I really enjoy being on the show, and I hope that your listeners connect with me via Facebook, um, adding my page K Love Poetry, or uh, just subscribing to my YouTube channel, which is K Love Poetry as well. I would love, love, love to connect with everybody and answer any questions I can't answer right now on uh, over the net. And I thank y'all for y'all support and thank you for, you know, even thinking so much of my work to have me on the show. Indeed. Well, you know, I know you got to go, but you know what I want you to do for me What's before you go? I want you, to, I want you to burn my mic. Burn your mic? Burn my mic. Burn my mic. Burn your mic. Okay. All right. I can do something short. Y'all ready? Ready. Yeah. (laughs) Watch me work. I show you why they call me Mother Earth. I'm down in the ground. You stand on them. Hands on. Hands on hips. Quick with it. Quick with it. Come equipped with it when I shift with it. But I never clock out. I rock out. Better than your trap house, better ask about she. The thrift store shopping, show stopping, nation building, wound healing, wound healing, warm feeling with the warm feeling, Susie Q. I'm such an effing lady raising your babies and your IQ. Here's a haiku. Amen, be amen. But it's kind of funny because I shady, a she. Praise be to the most high. I see the humor laughing. Rumor has it, I'll pull your tailcoat. On some other shit. I'm mother shit. I'm mother ship. I raised you little sailboats and you can't skip a skipper. I'm zero, no higher. The angels carry my clouds. Dudes want to marry my cloud. They yearning for the learning. My aura burning. So I shoot the flame at him. I'm Jane Adams thorough because I'm standing on the shoulders of Margaret Burroughs and only a true lion can tame her. Fannie Lou Hamer. Never forget who nannied you strangers. They say we in danger. Say we in danger. I say we end Danger, educated black woman, I be like that woman, the goddess of Gotham. I got the gods out the gutter. I got them in line with new liners by the daughters of the water. I write alkaline. I'm out the line. Try to decipher mine, that'll be the first time you get a cipher from a line. I'm that refined fine. I'm that refined fine like God made me cute twice in one lifetime. I mean, really, what's life without a lifeline? I manifest. And I'm fresh. No need to check fashion week. I don't fashion the week. No need to see who wore it best. I got that Nzinga demeanor. I'm war at best. I'm worth the struggle it is to keep me. I'm Phyllis Wheatley. I go against the grain, but I'm good for you. Eat me. I'm food for thought. And look what I brought. All these tools and all these jewels. I fed all these dudes off all these food. We having miracles for dinner. I'm the resource center that restores centers. I'm enlightening and I'm vital, man, like a vitamin with an echinacea chaser. 
Jackie, sir, join us. Truth diva, best believe I'm something like a Kathleen Cleaver. See these dudes on the block. They thought I was a thought. I said, I think not. I'm Nefertiti, sweetie. I'm a good catch, but your net too teeny. I'm a Feeny and a shot of Shakur. And even before that, I mothered more than half your four-pack. Need more facts? Okay, cool. Listen, I done raised a plenty of fellas. I'm Winnie Mandela. I'm Stella with hella grace, no biggie, just hella faith. No one can take my place. I own it, period. I'm on it. Thank you. <laughs> girl, 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 you are dangerous. You know, <laughs> Thank you so I'm much. A, I, I'm definitely going to have to get on the stage with you. You know what I'm saying? You know, because I like the freestyle, you know. And I need to get on the stage with you and on something with you, and I'm, I'm I'm planning on coming to Chicago next year just to meet you personally and um, see what you're doing up there in Chicago because you're doing a lot. You're doing the most of and I and, you know, I have a lot of praise for you, and I know that you got to go. I know definitely that you got to go, and, boy, whew, I wish you could, you know, I wish you could stay a little longer, at least until 10, can I can't. I, I I actually like my my battery is on like three percent. I'm so sorry. Okay, so you out and about then? Yes, I am. Okay, so with that all being said, you know, I just want to I just want to give a good shout out to you and the power that you bring and the energy that you bring to the show. I really appreciate you that you came by. You know, you got to hit me up in my inbox so when you freeze, I can bring you back so you could, I can just let you just go. You know, just let you just go on your own accord and do your thing. Cool. Yes, definitely. You know, I definitely need to, I, ne- I definitely need to connect with you. And sometimes, you know, I have so many haters on Facebook right now that Facebook is shutting down my pages like crazy. Every week I have to open up a new page. So if you if if I if you lose me in any way, look for me on Facebook. You know, if you always see that all my acronyms are with my name in it, and I don't know the reason why Facebook keeps shutting me down for stupidity. I guess you know people with stupidity, but it is what it is. If I lose you in some way along the way, make sure that you look for me on Facebook because I would love to have you back. And, and definitely, you know, I, I, I'm doing, I do a Monday night show, too. Um, uh, I would definitely like to have you uh, hit Kane Spade up, who is our CEO, and uh, make an appointment with him so we can get you on our Monday show, you know, and I would just love to have you there, you know. Yep, I would love to be there. Okay, make sure that you make make sure that you connect with Kane Spade, our CEO. You know, uh, hit him up in his inbox and give him your information and stuff like that, so he can he can set you up for something on a Monday night, you know, if possible. And hopefully, we can get you back on a Sunday night show in the very, 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 very near future because everybody needs to hear what you're talking about. Are you there? We must have lost her. Her battery must have died. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was K-Love, Kendra, K-Love Harris in the building. We are going to take a music break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to have some poetry in the building. Kane Spade, take us to that music break. Thank <laughs> you. 
time for some poetry. If anybody that's just now getting here, you have already missed the guests. And so with that being said, if you want to get on the mic, the number is 724-444-7444. The call ID is 136054. With that being said, let's bring in the first caller. We're going to bring in Northeast Texas. Northeast Texas? Hi. Who am I speaking to? Mika. Mika. Oh, Mika. You know what? I'm just going to hand you the mic. And I'm going to let you do your thing. So the mic is yours, so you need to handle your business. Okay, this front my piece is called The Climax. He says, it's a process, baby. Break the rules, do whatever. You seem to be past due for some sexual healing, and I accept in being the that takes you there. Hunger in her eyes, she knows she wants this man and every damn thing he is offering. She wants him to take her in his wings and fuck her walls down. Fuck her with love. He's already doing this number on her mind and her body. Oh, my, the thought of what he will and can really do to her body leaves her breathless. It's consuming her thoughts. Finding herself caught up in the heat, she touches herself. Mm, it feels so hot. She's so moist and wet from the warmth the anticipation of her thoughts, how she wants to have this man from sunup to sundown, the exhilarating emotional state she's in, thinking about him merely touching her makes her kitty yum ten times more hot, she feels. The heat to her honey pot like flames over the palms of her hands. Here she's lying dazed, excitingly amazed at this pleasure she's bestowing upon herself from play. She toys with her clitoris slowly, then fast back and slow, going mad like a lioness. Case for a decade wanting out. She, oh, for she wants out. Her mind is so far away at this point. Oh, how she feels. She's all in her feelings. Emotional like of how she didn't sign up for this kind of loneliness. She's suddenly blindsided with this deep, unconnected feeling, a emotion of loneliness. Aloneness which she makes her even more moist. She's panting and moaning, breathing harder at this point, taking her hips, moving them up and down and all around, visioning this man all up in her, taking her deeply. In her thoughts, he's grabbing that ass, pulling it up as he enters her harder, deeper. She squeals, oh my, as she feels she's about to burst off like a volcano erupting lots and lots of rich, thick lava. She's motionless, still twirling the pearl, coming before herself. She gives into the feelings of enjoyment, going in for an even greater climax she's shooting for. She wants that feeling of coming till she has no more to push out of her restless and tired, very hungry, whole physical self. Her animal instinct has kicked in and has taken rule. She's panting and moaning and gyrating explosions, just completely taken by this orgasmic ride of pleasures and ecstasy. 
she squeezes her hips and grasps her thighs as she's into this volcano for a blow of a lifetime. She is about to pour. Doing so, she blurts out oohs and ahs, yeses, and it's right there. Mm, yeah, baby, that's it right there as she experiences her climax. In peace. Well, 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 Mika. You know, when I hear you, when I see you, even when I touch you mentally, things start to boil and happen like volcanoes at Mount Vesuvius. <laughs> See, the fact is, if I told you how I wanted to do this dance with you, you would only understand the body movements after they act. <laughs> See, I wanted to take you by the hand and lead this dance with one sharp pull of your zipper. <laughs> So you will let me into your spirit while I control the wet of your orbit. Where God's birthed you, I want this dance to be so nice and slow. In the thoughts of what you desire for me to do and what I'm actually going to do far from two steps. The dance is so deep and occupies impression as if I was slow strolling inside your body. And if every part of you is being licked like a human lavender trellis, the moments you become into a realization that I've been dancing with you and into you and touched you where God couldn't, you know. And that's what is. Did you run? No, I would not run. <laughs> I, I, I just had to give you. I just had to give you your just do because I liked that piece. I really, really did. I love that piece. You know, that's something that you didn't let me in on, huh? Is that what it is? No, I didn't let you in on that one. I've got others. <laughs> well, what's I that all been be? Some work. Yeah, you put in. You've been putting in some work for these last two days, huh? Yes. Yeah, I've been busy, so I couldn't I couldn't come into your I couldn't come into your sphere and, and give 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 my little two cents on guidance. So I've been kind of busy, you know, with my home care my in home care lady, you know. So it is what it is. But we will we will connect sometime in the meantime. But in the meantime, I'm gonna set you back down on the couch so I can bring in another caller. Okay. Okay. Don't go nowhere. Come on, okay, I'm not. Back. Okay, All I've right. got another piece. Okay, good. All right. Lady <clears throat> Parada, my lyrical hysteric, on the top of the ball, my girlfriend, the one that I walked to the corner on Sunday and get her that. Special blow pop, that green apple blow pop that we share as we walk back down to the water fountain in life. Ladies and gentlemen, Lady Parada is in the building. Hello, hello, Mr. Boston. <laughs> hey, Parada, baby. How you doing with them pretty eyes? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm fine. You sound like you under the weather today. 
Oh, no, no, this is my seductive voice. I'm, like, low and mellow today. Don't, don't make me have to go put on my black clandestine suit and come search you out. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me want to do that. You don't want me to do that because I pull out all kind of little gadgets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you already know. <laughs> you already know. What you got for us tonight? Well, I have a new piece for you tonight. And it's titled Soul News. Okay. You ready for me? Mm, I'm always ready for you. Breaking news. A soul has gone missing. Lassine the caramel skin blend. Wavy jet black hair. Teary gray eyes. Scar upon the eyelid. She was contemplating suicide. Traded her pen in for a no- knife. Notepad for a noose. Not to be wrapped too loose. What's the use, she said. Carving into her thigh. Not seeing the purpose of living. An empathy, empty society has caused this soul to leave her vessel. Bondable to the elements of this here world. Breaking, breaking news. We need to find this soul. She's the missing link to so many. Just doesn't know or understand completely. If you see her, notify God, Allah, or any spiritual being with white light to guide the soul through her darkest times. We ask that you not frighten this woman. As she's already been through enough. A new court has stated that this soul may have been kidnapped by an unworthy beast, attempting to sell her to the enemy. It is urgent. It is urgent that she is located, hopefully safe and sound. No one is about so that a soul does not have to be reaped prematurely. Approach with caution. Only a certain man can handle a lost soul in a damaged vessel. Do not waste time or energy. This task is above your pay grade, so leave it to an expert. Warning, warning, the soul is slipping, slowly forgetting who she was, her importance, and the reason she was sent from above. Do not, I repeat, do not aid her in destroying herself, whether by words or tying a rope around her throat. No bullets to be sold until she is located. Last scene, and caramel skin blend, wavy jet black hair, gray teary eyes, if found, locate God, Allah, or a spiritual being with white light. Hold her tight and reassure her that the sun always comes out after night. Lady Brana, you're hungry and deceit. Well, 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 look at you. You come in here and come solid, slow, smooth, do what you do. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I'm saying? If I stepped up into your world and stroked your canvas, then what would you think? <laughs> huh? Would you, think? you said, what would I think? Yeah, what would you think if I came up and stroked your canvas? I would say be very careful because don't stroke more than you can handle. Okay, so, 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 so if I stroked your canvas, how would I start? to gather the flood that's going to come or the icicles that's going to be on the on the shingles of the rooftop. How would I catch all of those from you? Catch them with your hands and don't let them slip through your fingertips. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I'm not going to mess with you tonight. You don't, <laughs> I'm not going to mess with you tonight. 
I'm going to give you a break tonight, you know. I'm going to give you a break tonight, and uh, I'm going to let you sit back down on the couch, and then uh, don't go nowhere because I'm going to bring you back, okay? All right. Thank you. All right. All right. All right. We are going to bring in. We're going to bring in Unchained. Unchained, you are in the DSR building. King Kaiju in the building. Hey, what's going on? What's going on, my bro? You know, if Piranha was coming, I had to tell. That's like automatic. And this is definitely that's a that's a plus. You know what I'm saying? That's an absolute plus. But we gotta keep this show going because then I'm giving you the mic, man. Well, I'm giving you the mic. Do your thing, man. Just like destroy it if you can. <laughs> he said, "If." I'm, in, I, I, I'm, ready, I'm already I'm already in the supply room already, man. Bringing out another one. I'm taking the plastic off of it right now. Destroy it. <laughs> This piece is called Why Do You Blame Me? Why do you blame me when I am simply doing my duty? If it was for me and just for my sake, everybody that was ever done in by my next of kin would still be alive right now. But I am just doing my job. I am manufactured for one reason and one purpose, to end existence. So why are you mad at me? Because if you set me next to the gun, I cannot load myself, so I guess you would live that day. But people load me in, and all of my next of kin, again and again, and then as soon as the chambers spin, another casket begins. But they get mad at me. You get upset with the gun, but not the shooter, the man with the trigger finger. I am just the opera singer, so every time that I'm unloaded, I just express my voice. Then sometimes your blood becomes my tissue's choice. Why are you mad at me? And my family members vary in shapes and size and recognize we've been through foreheads, noses, bones, necks, shoulders, and even thighs. So we've made sure that your insides were exposed. My family was the reason that most of your family members on their caskets have different fluorescent pictures and even rows. Is. But you're mad at me. Well, how about this? Make me into animation so I can start to spit. And I'm looking at all of the people who use me and abuse me, and I tell you that you're full of shit. I was made for destruction, but I'm also the gift. I'm used for protection, but some people use it as an erection, an extension of their penis. So when I hit you in your brain, I'm just trying to show you who really is a genius because it doesn't take a rocket scientist to unload me. All you got to do is point and shoot, because I am the executioner, so I prosecute. That is what I do. You got a problem with me, but you ain't got nothing about the manufacturer that manufactures me to your family, so why are you talking shit to me? I'm an AK, Smith & Wesson, every second guessing, learning, last impressions. I'm a Desert Eagle, Glock 9, 45, all fives, all in your spine. I'm the one that makes your blood gush out of your face until it pours, just like wine. 
I was created for your death. That was my complete grand design, but if it was my choice, I would never connect with my girlfriend, which is the gun. Even though when me and her did get out, we also have a lot of fun. We have a smoking hot date. But she always kicks me out whenever I ejaculate. But see, if it was up to me, I would make sure that all of you would live. Because I don't really have that issue or problem with cracking your ribs. So every time that I crack your ribs, I break down into bitty pieces and go into shrapnel like shells and hitting all types of shit. I've even hit children. Do you know how upsetting it is for me to recognize and know that I hear the children because bullets don't have no name? But the idiot that pulls the trigger has names and addresses and all different things that be going through their brain, and all of a sudden right now, it's not all of a sudden right now. Let me tell you the truth. A lot of police have been doing this for years and years and years. They've been ready to prosecute, and they've been making sure that I execute. See, it's not me, it's them. They don't want to want to snap into you like a Slim Jim. I'm the one that makes them feel bigger. I'm the one that calls the shots. No, they think they're the one that calls the shots. But without me, when they pull the trigger, it would be nothing. They would shoot blanks. They'd be shooting on air, but they buy me in bulk. And then they wonder why this world is not fair. And then when you get me with you two, then I side with your side, and the resolution comes, and they want to talk about, no, don't murder the white and blue. I don't have a conscience, but my words unfold and vectorize your whole conscience. I make sure that your whole face looks like nonsense. It's not me, it's you. So before you get mad at the bullets or even the gun, if they never manufactured us in the first place, most of your bodies would not be numb. So don't get mad at me. Get mad at yourself for allowing them to make me to kill you. In eat. God damn. You know, I have to take a sip of this. I have to take a sip of this Coke and this XOVSOP. So that piece right there, that's a reality of what it is. You feel me? Definitely. That's the reality of what it is right there. There's no two shakes about that. That is on so many points. It hit on so many damn points. And if you if you didn't catch those points, y'all need to best best go back and listen to the archives of what this man said. Team Eat, y'all in the building, man. I so appreciate y'all coming out supporting, man. You hear me? Oh, no doubt, family. You know, you family. <laughs> well, you know, we try to be. We try to be true to that, true to our name, DSR. You know what I'm saying? All day, we try to be true to that name. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Yeah. So I'm gonna sit you back down on the couch, man. We are gonna go to. We. I'm gonna sit you back down on the couch, and I'm gonna bring in my one of my prolific best friends that I've had on Facebook for a number of years, I'm going to bring in, I'm going to bring in Mama O. So stay tuned. We'll be back for you, young James. Hold up. Mama O, are you in the building? <laughs> Mama O? Yeah, can you hear me? Mama O, are you in the building? I don't know. Can you Hello? hear me? Can you? We're going to go to a music break, and when we come back, we're going to bring Can you Mama hear me? 
Oh, my God. Oh, there you go. How you doing, Mama O? Oh, boy. I said, I said, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I guess uh, you're in the building now. So while you in the building, I'm going to give you the mic. I just replaced it because Team Eat just came in here and just rocked and rocked and rocked. I had to take that mic off the stage because it had melted all the way down to the base. You know what okay. I'm saying? So do your thing. Do your thing, Mama. Uh, do your thing. You know which one I want to hear. I want to hear that false security. Okay, false security um, goes like this. We are living under a system of false security, and we are not free. So let us raise our pens and voices. Let us send the message to the masses that will liberate us through solidarity. And don't come with your excuses. Don't blame the victims for these atrocities. And do not tell me of the few you knew that seemed to be opposed to the persecution of our families. Does not the false security let us drive our cars unthinkingly? Let us feel that we have some semblance of liberty while deep inside fear rumbles, flashing warnings of breached security. Have not we gone to sleep to awaken to the same conditions of this debauchery? This debauchery that harbors mental slavery. Oh, but did not the dead and dying make a new door out of which we could escape? So do not tell me of the good ones, the good ones who stand silently by, whistling in the dark, by witnessing their perfect love as they stand there and watch us be mercilessly tormented, kicked, sprayed, beaten, shot, and tasered, drugged, and hung and killed in front of the world, news streaming while our children are screaming, Daddy, Daddy, but more power up to get their kicks and punches in on a body that no longer resembles him, their dad or their son or their daughter or their sister or their brother or their friend, more abuse, to drive home the point that the measured worth of a black man's birth means no more to them than the amount of wounds or stripes that the offender can foist upon a helpless victim of false security. And the innocent children watch and receive messages of insecurity, realizing that dad and mom, nor anyone who looks like them, not even black presidents can save them. So the nightmares awakens them and has shaken them. And at least they can never be victims of false security because now they know that they are left to the mercy of a country who hates them. 
The decree of death hangs over them as the shadow of helplessness lingers humongously over us. They grow, maybe, or shrink in fear as their choices are slim. Flashbacks follow them on battlefields. Children who feel that they have no choice but to go kill in foreign lands to survive or die in foster homes. Children with slave owners' names left to live with the conspiracies written out of history never to be mentioned again. I cry and I shed tears for the children who have no liberation army to fight for them. Children who may expire under the heat of oppression. Children who has ever had anyone to stand up for them. No one has stood for them. They're devastated because they have seen the kicks the blows of injustice and bigotry, but they are not to be blamed for this state of mind because we should blame the cowards who still cowtoe in fear of their slave owners and blame those who have no faith in a black God or those who have faith in the oppressor and blame those who look away from our own worth but can find the microscopic effect of goodness in the enemy. This is a wake-up call to those who are waiting on the powers that be to fix things. We must acknowledge our own. Wake up from up under the spell of false securities and prepare. As it was also written, that his own received him not. And that's the end. Wow, Mama. Oh, oh brother. Somebody <laughs> just muted their phone. I was I was really struggling through that. It got a noise and I couldn't really concentrate. Right, Mama. Oh, oh. I have a rebuttal. I can't even hear uh, because, like I said, there was a lot of noise on the line. I didn't really. Uh, oh, what uh-huh. are you? Oh, yeah, Mr. Boston, your phone is uh, up. Yeah, but hold up a minute. Uh, I want to apologize to Mama Ho for that technical uh, difficulty right there. You know, so I want to apologize to you for that. But that was a great piece that you just. Right there, I wanted to let you know that. Well, thank you, um, Kane Spade. I struggled through. I didn't get a chance to, because every time I pause, I hear all this water running and all kind of noises. So it was like. Yeah, I don't know. One thing, I it's it's Metro PCS in this area, and I I hear a lot of background, you know, uh, to that. Uh, I don't know what the heck is going on. Okay, well, 
It's, I, 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 did, I did the best I could. I'll come back and do it another time. We got a better signal. That's okay, but I want I I I I, I want to uh, imbue your peace and. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna mute myself, so I'll be listening. I don't want any interference when you uh, do whatever you okay. you have to do. Okay. okay. All right. All right. To be secure is to be free from the not and not exposed to danger. We are living witnesses unless we are blinded by our own complacency and the craftiness of evil men. A multitude of hidden vulnerabilities revealed deep within when the distant rumble caught their ears. They believed and they feared what was to come. The crowd bewildered with wine and sleep and debauchery, a grotesque possibility inherited into all people. Shall I continue to wake and sleep, be hungry and cloyed, shivered and perspire? They find themselves short of good, reasonable answers to question. If hell is a real place of mercilessness, endless torture, then why create it time and time again on the people and allow it to run rapid? Observe that it is the fear that has men tormented which perfect love cast out. This is also true of us. Our hearts are weary with watching in our eyes does not be pursued by you as an idle tale. While you go away forgetting what manner of person you are, but let truth find an avenue through our sensibilities by which it can reach the citadel of your soul. And there dwell in all its life-giving power, selfish variants have introduced to the acquaintance of your intellectual faculties. These faculties are often blinded by selfishness. They are imbecile of themselves as the powerful intellect of man is led captive to the inclinations of a not unselfish heart. So that which should be the ruling power of every man's nature is held in degrading submission to the inferior feelings of his heart. If man is blinded to the appreciation of good by a mass of selfish sensibility, may he not be introduced to surrender his will to the influence of truth, but benevolent feelings being caused to spring forth to his heart. That this may be the case with all those eyes gazed upon the picture here drawn of misery and of endurance. Our olden times might be proud of and transmit to posterity, along with the immoral emblazonry of our ancestors. Is the ardent desire of all connected with social mental freedom, we live in this world of false security. If death was wrapped us, as death wrapped us in her icy arms, it's just another day and another way that America shows that it is not here for black people. Even though this country was built on our backs and our blood fertilized the soil, some twisted and tragic de 
is becoming all too common. And whatever one of these things happen, these things go down like routine. We rave about the system that gives no damn about black lives, black bodies, and black humanity, or just humanity at all. We wait for battle fought that 50 years ago that we still haven't won. We carry out for the grief we feel because Rika, Trayvon, Mike, Ariana, Amadou. Could have been any one of us. We rage, goddammit, because America makes it clear that we're on our own. And walking down the street is a crime. Now, do you believe Vicky Aqua, a.k.a. Mother Ola Daisy, now that we are living in a world of false securities? And that's my piece. Hello? Yeah, Mama O, you there? Yeah, I had. I was on mute, yes. Okay. I was talking on mute, I'm sorry. That was very um, embellishing. Thank you so much. I just had to, I just had to come in because that piece that you have, the, it just starts start a movement to show that we are we do live up under a sense in a state of false security. And we live in this state of false security because if you look around you and see what's happening, they kill us and the police get away with it. They have now started to train the police to be a paramilitary force. And they kill us. They kill us for no reason at all. They kill us for something so minute that there's no justice. When there's no justice, there's no peace. When there's no peace, there is war. And we are in a state of war. Feel me? We are in a state of war because of this false sense of security that has been laid upon us that we have been so stupefied and now we're coming out of that stupidity and now we're ready to fight. We're ready to stand our ground because we know this democracy don't give a damn about us as a people. Democracy only cares about that dollar. And as long as they can keep us slaving for that dollar, we are going to be economically depressed and oppressed. And until we stand up and fend for ourselves, only then shall we prevail. You hear me, Mama? So true. So we do us. We need to do us. All right, Mama O. I appreciate you coming in and doing that piece. I appreciate you as a person. You're very welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I appreciate you as a woman. I appreciate you for your strength. I appreciate you for your voice. And with all that being said, I just want to send 
love and hugs to you. Because we go a long way back. You hear me? We go a long way back. I love you, Mother Hall. Blessings. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I love you, thank you. All right. I'm going to send you on the couch, take you a sip of that clean, cold water that you have, and uh, we'll bring you back in a minute. All right? All right. Brother O, my favorite artist, Brother O. Brother O, you in the building? I sure am, Mr. Boss. How you doing? Hey, man, you know, I, oh, it's always a great moment when I see you in my building. Mm-hmm. And I have to give the thumbs up to you because you are faithfully here every week. And I have to one day show you favor by doing an interview on you because you are so here every week faithfully. And I love that. I appreciate that, that you support the DSR family. So with that being said, I'm going to give you the mic. And you can do whatever you want to do. Do whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. Oh. This poem is called, You Got to Love Some People from a Distance. My dear brothers and sisters, we all have family members and friends that we must love from a distance. It's not that we don't love them, and it's not that we hate them. We just got to love some people from a distance. Everybody is not meant to go with us nor are they heading in the same direction as us. But we got to love some people from a distance. Before you distance yourself from someone in the physical sense, you got to create psychological distance from that brother or sister, out of sight, out of mind. But speak to each other and go on about your business. In my particular case, I've distanced myself from many people over the last several years. Especially some of my family members and some of my and several of my former classmates and other people I went to school with. As I turned my life over to God over seventeen years ago and got off into writing and performing poetry over seven years ago, I noticed that the number of people in my circle influence has grown into a very small circle. Because even I I have to love some people close to me from a distance. Now, my GPS is pointing toward pointing going. My GPS is pointing towards going to church to worship and praising God. And if your GPS is pointing toward the strip club and making rain in the VIP room, gotta keep my distance from you. You choose to go out to a bar and tavern and get drunk until three o'clock in the morning. Well, I got to get up early in the morning, go to work, run errands, and drop the kids off in school. Got to keep my distance from you. If you choose to act like an Indian fool by starting fights and drawing weapons along with threatening folks, then got to have the police come to my house and put you under arrest for hard, hard your stupid self off the jail for pettiness and foolishness. Got to keep my distance from you. If you choose to get involved in illegal activities and practicing moral behaviors, 
and I get, get end up getting caught in your mess, they got to keep my distance from me. If you choose to be judgmental or prejudiced against people who are different from you, talk about people and tear them down behind their backs, promote confusion, dissension, and division, gossip and spread rumors, corrupt good people with your wicked thought patterns, and you make evil comments about them, while in my presence, keep my distance from you. If, it, if your lifestyle doesn't agree with my lifestyle, and, and, and if we ain't got nothing in common, the best thing for me to do is keep my distance from you. The more of this poem, may the Lord watch over your soul while you and Brother O are distant from one another. That's at peace. Oh, we, you vicious. You come up in here vicious, don't you? <laughs> Brother, oh, you come up in here so vicious, man. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to call the big game hunter, man. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I got to make sure, man, that when next time you come up in here, I got a hunter up in here. You know what I'm saying? You come up in here, man, I got to, I got to learn how to breathe when you come up in this building. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. What we're going to do is we're going to go to a music break. We're going to come back, and we're going to have a speed round. And uh, y'all get ready because it's going to be fast paced. All right. All right.
All right, y'all. We are back, and guess what? It's speed round time, and this is how it goes. You say the name of your piece, it's your piece, and you say next artist, and this is how it goes. Lady Verona is going to go first. Texas is going second. Florida is going third. New York is going fourth. Northeast Texas is going fifth. Team Hungary is going sixth. My CEO is going seventh. And I will Let's go. Lady Piranha, Pratt, Royalty. Black King, why don't you smile for a while? Let those pearly whites shine like the twinkle of the northern star. Hold your head up, have no fear. Stand broad and strong like a stair wall, graffitied by me. King, or more, I wish you'd see you the way I see you. You're a king with a cracked crown, constantly looking around for jokers and fools to aid a helping hand to, not realizing you needed it too. I was a queen and needed kings to help defeat the dragons in my kingdom. When done, I could escape the wicked fates, tortured and allied with hate, comforted by my mistakes. And when I got away, you and I found each other by still waters, finding blessings and demons on the same hand, and forbidden land by the coast where the sea met the grasses. Broken, beaten feet, bleeding, I saw you, deep brown eyes, trying to heal yourself. Thou viewed me a queen who had been bowed on me, treated as a fallen woman by an unworthy king. You, you the one who came to me, crawling, hands and knees, offered me a seat upon your back so you could carry me. I denied you, not wanting to put more on you than you could bear, the while staring your eyes, firing your tone when you said to me, are you telling me no? I sat in front of you, tweeting grasses and leaves, covered your wounds, wiped the blood from your lips and tears from your eyes. You said to me, Queen, rise. Sit upon my back, I can bear our share. The ground for a woman of your stature isn't fair. Hesitation took over me, shaking my gently. Sit upon your back, hand gracing your shoulder blades, beaten blue. You wasn't through. You said to me, sip from the stream. Dip your hand so I may drink if you please. Night fell, turning to day, and it began to rain. I grew afraid. But you told me you had a house that needed to become a home, and if I would be willing, you would welcome me. So, King, don't allow yourself to be gloom, dwelling on the scars upon your feet. You are no longer a crack-crowned king. You're a powerful beast who just needed his beauty. But just like I needed you by those still waters to help me carry on, you needed me to heal your wounds. So don't weep in the past, but embrace the present. Count your lessons and blessings on one hand. Cast the demons away. They have no place in this kingdom anyway. End. Eat.
Dan, can you bring in Texas? I have a glitch in my system. Okay, Texas, you in the building. Your mic. Texas, your mic. Florida, you in the building. When you get tired, it will stop. It won't stop until you become real sympathizers and not lip service ushers for a few in your social crowd until you can stand in a room of your peers that look like you and voice your outrage against the genocide against sisters and brothers who are darker than blue, it won't stop. When the sight of Jimmy Lee and Billy Bob sickens you as they parade around in bed sheets waving Confederate flags, expelling the trite of their ignorant thoughts, heaping naming ills upon the nation of the sun, destroying property of the nation, killing our children and garnishing it with a beer or three at Buck's Tavern, then will it stop. You claim a love for the nation that is darker than blue. Is that the latest in fashion to say? That which you love, you also protect. Why are you not organizing the sympathizers of your knowledge in protest against these killings that continue to plague the nation of the sun? No, no, no. Not join hands with us, separate and apart from our actions of protest. March yourselves into the Capitol and stage a million human march against this outrage. Love is a bit uncomfortable at times. See, you talk good on social media, but you dare not move from your comfort zone to voice a true disdain for these recent escalating occurrences. When white folks get tired of this horror, then and only then will there come any change. You sit quiet and the mess continues where lies where lies your love in your talk only. Actions speak louder than words. Let's see you put that work in for those you say are your sisters and brothers. It is time. When you get sick of this shit, then it will stop. Feeling nauseous yet? This part inspired by a dream. Then I heard your sorry voice ring with a a battle song that told of your sweep of attacks from the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli, from Mexico to the African continent. You have toppled and devastated nations of color as you implemented your systems of division so that you may conquer and control. This devastation has now allowed you to arm yourselves and shoot innocent young brothers down in the street. I looked at this and saw the gun fired by a white racist covered in innocence by the stroke of your ill legal pen, made legal as the blood of my brothers and sisters ran like water in the street. Why, so-called peacemakers? Your actions and demeanor are contrary to sobering peace. You know not the balance of peace. What is the rage to kill the nation of the sun? Let me help you out, good white people. I don't want to want you to all speak at once. This will continue to allow your deception to gain an overconfident foothold. We are on to you. Let me break it down a bit for you. See, the man and woman from the land of the sun are the original men and women on this planet. We were created in the image of God. You know these facts. From the stolen origins 
original sacred text from your systematic tampering of sacred scriptures. And to this very day, you are openly and notoriously altering the texts you say are God's words, which you have used to control the nation darker than blue, and further bamboozle us with the fake love for the nation darker than blue. Your motive is to commit genocide on us before we fully awake to this diabolical plot carried out by cave dwellers. You have nothing of origin on this planet. Everything about you has been borrowed and then stolen. This is the nature of a scavenger people. You claim fear of the Asiatic black man because you stole his heritage and whitewashed it, claiming it for your own. Thieves are punished. Your guilt keeps you on edge concerning the Nubian family coming after what is rightfully ours. You have even made Jesus white. How dumb can that be? The Bible said, gives a description that he had hair like lamb's wool. Sounds like naps to me. Said his eyes are like fire. Every brother I know possesses his feature and feet like burnt bronze. How is that a description of your blue-eyed, stringy-haired cave dweller Jesus? You had a problem with a melanin Jesus, so you had to paint him white. An intelligent God created melanin in his people to keep us healthy on this planet. You have tried everything to have what the beauty of the jewels of Africa were created with. A good try would be to rid your filthy minds of savage ways, but that won't work. Moses tried, and you wanted to eat him. He had to use the element of destruction to hold you back, fire. Mm. You have become so depraved, you don't even fear your own tampered scriptures. I wonder why. And peace. New York, your mic. New York. Malone, Northeast Texas, your mic. Northeast Texas, your mic. Hello? Your mic, please run. A moment in time. He calls me with sweet talks of intimacy, oh, how he wants me the depth of me. He speaks sweet lines of poetry to my soul. He wants to be the ink in my pen and the paper that I write my flows of poetry on, also as he says. Suppression is done to prevent the development, action, or expression of something. Lock it away as with him, that's what was done. This man in one intimate phone call has made me feel vibrations and waves like an overflowing ocean ready to come in from a big tide. A regular movement both at an upward and downward level caused by the pull of his sun and my moon on our earth. The flow of my ocean as the tide rises and falls is the height that he has me on. It's always been him, he says, metaphorically meaning it's always been me. Rehashing sweet young adolescent memories I'm taking. Taking back to the moment in time on the stairway of an auditorium when and where it was just him and I. He wants to take me there. It's very evident and is doing an excellent job, successful job in executing. All I want is that shot with you, he says. You know, that shot before you ran, oh wait, back when. Taking me back to the stairway yet again. I know you remember that kiss we shared. It was as if my world stood still. Again, I just want my chance to share your space. The air you breathe, let me be your air, baby. Listening to him speak with so much passion and declaration has me twisted and turned. 
who was he to come at me this way, rehashing a long-ago moment in time? I was torn between things I remembered from the stairway and things I suppressed. There I was again stuck on the intimate kiss, thoughts of thee which made the tuck-away memory slowly come to head, the way he touched me, kissing my neck to my lobes and down to my breast, dazed and babbling, oh, why did I tuck this away? Why on earth would I? He says, boo, I want to be your end of the day, your end of the week for that matter, too. I've been on the sideline of this game with you far too long. I want my chance in. Won't you let me into your lane? I promise I will not sway into another. It's always been you since that kiss in the stairway of the auditorium oh so long ago. Allow me to be your motivation and inspiration on this novel of right you've expressed in doing. Baby, just let me be. Let me be the water you drink that quenches your thirst at the end of a very intense workout we share. In ties and knots, my insides begin to churn. Shit, I am thirsty as hell at this point. Stirred and stirred and shaken, I am speechless, still on the doubt and uncertainty in knowing why in the fuck did I not allow myself to feel, show, or be affected by you. In that thought, he expressed his brown eyes. You suppressed it out of fear. I was older when I told you I loved you and you weren't ready. You expressed that you didn't feel the depth of my passion that resided in my heart for you and yours. Maybe that sweet, tender moment all those years ago you were and should have been mine. Respecting your wishes, I let you run. Love, can't you see? That was which makes this our moment in time. In peace. All right. King Coyote is King Hungry is in the building. Yo, Mike. In my shoes, Beast King Coyote. If you had one chance to walk in my, a mile in my shoes, you know how you feel inside? <laughs> you will feel the pain. The pain from not having a family to be with. The pain from the hidden secrets buried within. You will feel the scars. Scars from the harsh jokes and crude remarks being made. The scars from the lost battles I've been through. If you have a chance to walk one mile in my shoes, do you know how I feel? You will feel joy. Joy from the wrath that escaped me when I'm with my true friends. Joy from the adventure I successfully triumphed in. You will feel happiness. Happiness from the wonderful path that I've taken. Happiness from the belief that was filled up inside me. If you have one chance to walk one mile in my shoes, do you know how you will feel inside? You will feel the feeling. Of me, do you know you? <clears throat> do you think that you can make someone hear your voice, or make someone hear your story if they judge you on a daily, daily basis? Do you know that you could be the one to see who I really am? <laughs> if you had one chance to walk one mile in my shoes, what would your world be like? This is John Hall, Beast King Coyote, King Hungry. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was that speed round. What appreciation to each and every one of you who came out, who supported the artist tonight. And for those of you who missed her, please listen to the archives. With that all being said, ladies and gentlemen, 
We are going to say one love from the DSR family and good night. Thank you for enjoying.